Chuckie B. Chuckie B, welcome you to another edition of the show that gives you more, ladies and gentlemen, live at Calhoun's on the River. It is absolutely outstanding here on an SEC Football Friday. Hope I can get the sound turned down behind me. I can't hear myself think, but that's another story for another day as we're live on the deck here at Calhoun's on the River. Uh, it is absolutely outstanding. The Vols are off, but we're on. Come on out, eat some lunch, talk some sports with us, Steve Russell. On this overcast day, and the great news is we are uh, undercover here. Keep it all out of sight. Undercover of the night. We continue. Tony Vols is going to come on the program. Mike Hugan in here in hour number one as well. Don't you dare touch that dial as we bring it on back on the other side after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin.
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay in your car 10 minute oil change. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Save-A-Lot Foods, serving Columbia since 1994, is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals, and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores, 
Shop the dot, save a lot. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Bobbity boom. It's outstanding. One week from today, John, this place will be jam-packed to the rafters. Imagine the impact. Everybody getting a break this week, but, man, sometimes you take these off weeks, which we refer to as bye weeks. I don't understand that because you're not in a tournament. But it is an off week. and I mean, you're, you're kind of a wordsmith. I don't call this a bye week. I call this an off week. What do you refer to it as? An open day. Open day. That's even better. Uh, yeah, you know, and I The noticed, whole concept of a bye week just doesn't. No, it's, no. That sounds too much like the NFL. We've got a bye this week. I noticed uh, coming in today in mm-hmm. Calhoun's mm-hmm. Uh, car driving in mm-hmm. and had uh, four Alabama flags. Flying mm. high, proud, and I thought those folks are scared of what's coming there at College Station, and they're getting as far away as they can. <laughs> Either that, or Dave are they Hart, here, or, or they, Dave Hart came over to pick a checkup over on campus. Maybe could it have been Dave Hart it, and company? It, it, is Tennessee still paying that guy? Did it look like him, huh? Everybody's paying that guy. That guy's yeah. like a consultant of the stars now. No wonder he's able to afford hair coloring. Hey, the whites are all in the family business. The hearts are all in the family business. Those people aren't stupid. Get on the train, man. That's what I say. Get on the freaking... Hey, if you can get on the train right now in major college football, get on the train. You think there'll be any Aggie fans here next Friday? <laughs> a couple. They'll be outnumbered, though. Tony Valls, by the way, is going to join us here momentarily, followed by Mike Huguenin. B- uh, Bino is um, observing the bye week in his own little way, which is not a bye week, by the way. What you call it again? An open day. Open that's, day. that's what it is, Tony. It's, yeah. They don't play on an you don't open play day. No, day. it's open. Yeah. You the, can do anything you want. The NFL makes it sound, you know. We were just talking about the. We were just laughing about the NFL. You got all these great college games tomorrow, and they're sitting here talking about that stupid Chicago Bears Redskins game. I mean, literally, I, I I wouldn't turn that on. I wouldn't watch that if you paid me. No, you couldn't pay me to watch that I'm, game last night on Thursday Night Football. You could not pay me. But the NFL has this thing where they are on in May. In June, in March, and they're around 20. And we have to pretend like it's so compelling. I never watch it. Look, they start as soon as that Super Bowl, as soon as they're finished with that plethora of post-game interviews at the Super Bowls that go on endlessly until everybody on the team, everybody associated with the team, everybody on the team who has a relative, they've been on an interview, then they start pumping up the NFL draft. Mm. Right, and then and then my favorite is because I listen to you know stuff from pro markets o- o- online, and um, they talk about these mini camps. These guys are running around in helmets and shoulder pads, and you and I know what this is. When you're running around in helmets and shoulder, what are you going to learn about a guy in, in a helmet and a shoulder pad? Anyway, so the whole thing is just really, really, really 
absurd. I'm getting really excited about this A&M game. You know, we were talking about it yesterday. And my winners and losers guys, not to give away their deal, but that line last night crashed down to a pick em. Apparently that was a hoax about Jalen Milrow not playing. So is it back up now? I haven't noticed. All right. Because it crashed down, so let me look over here. My people on Twitter spaces, I'm now talking in your ear. Because I'm curious to see how that's going to work. Tony Falls, by the way, is bringing Tennessee baseball to the people. Uh, Tony Falls is bringing Tennessee baseball to the people. Paulie Joe's down here right now, which is kind of next level. He brought you a menu, too. Yeah, he wants to buy for us. I ain't letting him buy anything from me. No, that's you too know why? nice. You know why? Because you rip him all the time. That's, that's right. why. That's not. That's right. I don't want to be I mean, holding him. Talk about taking the high road. He takes the high road. You take the low well, road. Well, next time he calls the show and wants to hang up on me and try to tell me how to do this thing like Freddie Jack does, I, you know. I thought Freddie Jack was, he did try to tell you how to do things or did he it's a constant in a more subtle way it's just a constant with these people the pressure they try to put on you john you got to understand how this goes man gosh you know how it goes like you're writing a column and people putting pressure i mean people just want to put pressure on you they nobody's putting pressure so on easy. me tony they think it's so easy tony yeah I don't, this is i don't a, have any pressure on me this is at zen it's a zero point spread now so apparently my zen people don't believe that the Milrow thing is just a hoax. I don't know that it's a hoax. I think even if Jalen Milrow plays, it should be a that should be the line. Straight up pick. Yeah, I would yep. give a M points in no College Stadium Station with no. one hundred and ten thousand. If they could beat Alabama with Zach Calzada at quarterback, yep. a better Alabama team yep. with Zach Calzada at quarterback. Let's bring Tony Valls in here, my man Tony Vitello, who really is a good luck charm of sorts. When he appears down here, which he's he, he right now is tending to his his uh, flock, but when he, when he appears down he here, has, he has a flock. You better freaking watch out! You better watch out! Live today, Calhoun's on the river where we be. Even during the off week, we're like the postman. Doesn't matter if it's rain, if it's sleeting, if it's snowing outside. Tony Falls, how you doing, brother? I'm doing quite well. I'm shocked you all are talking about anything other than the Philly. No, no, no. I have an audience, man. I don't want to kill my show. You know what I mean, Tom? Sure, sure. That's a good point. Thank you, brother. It's called discipline. You know what I'm saying? you got to have <laughs> it's kind of like plate discipline. I, as, uh, as Butch Jones used to say, I, I discipline. discipline. Where, Tony, if I ever hear you say that, no offense, but I might be forced to physically come after you. Of course, you'll put me in one of those chokeholds. I, I don't think that would end well for you. But John Adams and, and myself both said I discipline at the same time, if that means anything to you. But, Tone, let's get into this here. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on your guys, because you're getting ready to take it to the streets, as the great Michael McDonald once said out in front of the Doobie Brothers. Uh, this fall. So before we go there, uh, tell me about your ball club so far and what we've learned. Yeah, I mean, it's it's early stages. What we've learned, I think, is we've got a good group of guys that they want to work and uh, they want to be coached as well. And they also have kind of built a team camaraderie that maybe 
you would kind of envision the stage we're at now kind of more in November, uh, kind of like last year. Memphis, when we played there in early November in that fall game where we had such a huge crowd, that was when we first started to kind of feel the team vibes that we have now. So the talent is probably something that's more interesting to talk about or would answer your question better, but right now, just everything that falls under the vibe or the env- environment category is, is incredibly good or, uh, you know, incredibly high. And then, you know, with the talent, we've got internal competition. So it's it's sink or swim for a lot of these guys, and I think that's only going to make them better. Well, and, and Tone, like, one of the things you and I have talked about is the concept of in this era of the portal, and you got guys coming and going, and you've got to create somehow or hope that chemistry organically occurs. From your perspective, though, how do you affect chemistry? Like, And is this the time of the year to do that? Yeah, I think it has to start in recruiting, really. So you could backtrack even, even further than right now. And it's kind of an all-the-time thing. You can't just go do a ropes course or a trust fall and all of a sudden, you know, have great team chemistry no matter what sport it is. I think it starts in recruiting with what you tell kids and, and how honest you are with them and, you know, all the way forward to, you know, playing in the postseason. you got to have everybody on the same page, and when you're not, you get exposed. You can feel it. And there's been rare moments here um, that we haven't kind of had that cohesiveness, but last year there were times where we didn't, and um, it, it's not something that I want to see prevalent in our program ever. And, um, I, I think for now it's it's going in the right direction. Tony, when you say you you saw that was somewhat lacking last season, uh, how do you react to that? Is that a like a it, it, in the fall practice? Is that a is it too early for you to think? Oh my God, this team is not going to mesh well together, or this will some is something that will work itself out? Yeah, it's a delicate balance like a lot of things in life because you have this long runway or, or plenty of days between now and opening day. But at the same time, the habits you see in the fall often show up in the spring. So there's got to be a sense of urgency to get better in certain areas. Last year, we struck out a bunch in the fall. We knew we'd, we'd have too high a number in the spring, but you can still improve them. Um, so I think right now is the time to act. And you got to realize, again, in one day you can't reverse course, but if you stack a bunch of days on top of each other that you're working on a certain thing, you, you should see improvement. Shout out Jim Peters, TLD Logistics. He wanted me to ask you about that shortstop battle. Obviously, everybody's watching that. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your possibilities there. I know you tried Christian Moore there. Talk to me. Yeah, and, um, you know, uh, AP Perry, a kid we have from, from junior college, is their long, lanky kid, right-handed hitter, very easily could have won the draft. Ariel Antigua is a shortstop uh, from Florida that very easily could have went out of high school into the draft. He's only a freshman now but can really play. Brad Key Lowry is another kid. His dad played pro ball, great lineage. Uh, shorter fellow with a lot of speed, and um, he had a ton of success at the junior college level. Um, so those four guys are there, but there's others too. Dean Curley's a kid from California. Again, we're, we're fortunate enough to coach some athletes now that could have went in the draft, but instead want a piece of SEC ball and, and they want to play in this park with all the fans. 
great Tony Vall has taken a few. So who's the favorite right now in that thing, Tony? Give us the uh, <laughs> rank them hey, for me like one through five here. You speak, you give me like five <laughs> names. <laughs> yeah. Go for it, Tony. Uh, this, I'm not like Coach Prime and ranking my kids or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, what? That's a great I think line. It on the day, and um, I'll just Christian Moore is the one that, that is everyone's most familiar with, and also he's he's gained a lot of maturity. So I don't mind using him as an example. We chatted one time off to the side and said, "If you would have went with the whole weekend, you were the best guy. But if you would have went with today, you're definitely not the best guy." Where he would have ranked that day. So um, you know, it's just kind of interesting when people say this is your guy. Everybody did that last year with Maui, and, and two guys bolted on us. So instead of having internal competition, guys get better. When guys are hurt, you got better players. And really, truly finding out what you can and can't do. We had two guys run, and, um, you know, we had a bunch of people just saying, well, because this is the rumor or this is how the perfect game ranks this guy or that guy, and I'm only using one example. It happens all the time. He's got to be this, right? Well, no, he doesn't. We're, we're trying to win as a group. When we meet in right field at the end of a game, more times than not, everyone is happy when we win. And when you win, more guys get drafted. You get to play more games. You get more per diem on the road. Everybody's life is better. So our goal is to find the package that, that wins. And if you're a guy that's trying to insert yourself into the starting rotation or out in the field, then don't leave it up to anybody else. Make the coaches play you. And uh, right now, I just like the fall. I wouldn't be willing to tell you who's the Friday guy or the closer or the shortstop and the catcher. Um, it's going to be a fun fall. Tony, you mentioned you mentioned catcher. Is that how many candidates are there in the running for that? We're, we're always going to play two, sometimes three. You're crazy not to have three true catchers back there. Um and then, you know, there's usually some guys that are versatile, like a Dalton Vargo, who we have in that mix. He transferred from Missouri. He can play a bunch of positions. So you might come to two scrimmages in a row and never see him catch. Um, so all in all, there's five guys with the ability to go back there. And I think you got the future in Stone Lawless. He's a freshman. He's going to be a dynamite player. But maybe he forces our hand in the future is now. Um, and then everyone's familiar with Chuck, Charlie Taylor back there, and Cal Stark. And, we were able to go to Omaha because those two guys were very good for us all year long, and they split time. Um, and then Peebles is much talked about, but just because on social media gets talked about a lot when he enters the transfer portal and we get him, that doesn't equate to playing time. What equates to playing time is, is developing and playing better than the other guys. And I'll tell you this, he can play. <laughs> well, A.T., by the way, Tony Vall is joining. Drew Beam, A.J. Russell are my starters. And, sure. Tony, and, and? Um, you know, Wyatt Evans is a candidate. Uh, big old strong lefty for us. Uh, Nate Sneed transferred in from Wichita State and was really good the other day. Aaron Combs got one of the biggest outs of the year last year at Southern Miss out of the bullpen. But he wants the opportunity to start, which I'm all for it. Let's, let's find out what guys can and can't do. But then again, ultimately, when the season starts, in order for us to be our best, everybody's got to accept their assignment and do it as best as they can. And for us as coaches, we've got to figure out what's the magic combination here of what can get us in the best position to win SEC games and make a run in the postseason. 
Tony, in the fall, do you have any working knowledge of what the league could be like uh, next season? Yeah, you do, and, and everyone wanted to talk about um, LSU, of course, and we were ranked number two. Florida was the team, based off my knowledge, uh, this time last year, I would have told you I thought they were going to win the national championship, and so or we're a front runner too. Obviously, that's me speaking in street clothes, not in uniform as a Tennessee uh, Vol. But um, this year, for whatever reason, I'm kind of more in the dark, and uh, maybe that's because we've we've gotten back to our roots of focusing more on our our issues and our strengths and weaknesses and what we got going on, construction, all that stuff as opposed to getting caught up in what everybody else has. But you know the league's always going to be good. There's a couple new coaches in the league, and so there'll be a new kind of flavor at those places that'll probably spark in Alabama and in Missouri. Um, Kentucky had one of their best years last year and kind of seemed to have found their niche. So it doesn't matter where you go or what weekend it is. It's, it's going to be entertaining for the fans, and it's going to be a challenge to our players. A.T., uh, you, you mentioned some of the newcomers before, but you guys have a dynamite class, and you sort of threaded the needle from the perspective of not getting hammered by the uh, MLB draft, which really is the um, kind of the name of the game in your sport. It's, it's such a unique deal, whereas some other league members got just eviscerated uh, in the draft. Um, yeah. Walk us through some of the guys that that you've seen flash already and and some of the kids we're going to see this year sure well the freshmen uh on the mound it's interesting how it worked out we we have a bunch of lefties that have come in but we have one lefty and Braden sharp from the woodlands down there in houston texas he's a he's a legitimate two-way guy which is what drew gilbert came in as and i'm not comparing him to drew but he does have the similarities that he's a good outfielder he can truly swing the bat and is such a fun athlete to watch on the mound. Uh, Frank's resume is good with all pitchers, but including his son, who's a left-handed pitcher, Frank is like the left-handed pitcher whisperer. So I'm excited what he can do with that whole group, and especially a kid that's as athletic as Sharpie. Um, and then on the right-handed side of the mound, again, a lot of new guys, but Marcus Phillips is a guy who was a front-runner for us to kind of lose him in the draft, if that's the right way to say it. But he was injured uh, during his year at junior college, and uh, he made his way to, onto our campus. People saw him hit home runs in the home run derby, but the home run derby is not a game. Uh, and I'm not knocking him. It's, baseball is the game, and he's, he needs reps. He's from the north, and he's had some injuries, and he could be a lot of fun with the bat and on the mound as well. So um, I, I like the fact our team is more athletic. Uh, we've been able to beat the draft like some of the other SEC teams. Again, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, um, but you have to do it in order to sustain success in our league. Have kids say no to good money like Blade Tidwell and then leave your program and get more money and have a great experience. The great Tony Vall is joining us, breaking it down scientifically. T, team leader so far, I know that's something, again, you can't grow. And I know last year you were telling us, your team basically had to get really beat up to kind of find yeah. that sort of thing. Sure. Is it is it better this time around in as much as you have some guys that have been through the ownership piece there and some newcomers and a little more stability and we're not chasing the greatest team ever kind of thing now and we just be ourselves or, or is it still a work in progress? No, I, I think 
I don't care what sport it is, there's a carryover. I mean, the Orange Bowl has something to do with this year's football team. It's not a ton, but you can't erase that. A lot of the kids are similar, and it's the same program. And and for us, um, you know, I think there's a lot of lessons learned from last year that we got to do things together. And I also think some of our kids that made their way through last year kind of see it as, well, if we can survive and overcome adversity of all kinds, we can we can do that at any time. And those kids are using that knowledge as leadership. And there's a lot of them. Uh, you know, Bean's been great, obviously. But three kids I'll point out is Kirby Canell's always kind of been just a great kid, great teammate. Um, but he's kind of got a different air about him this year. And he's really taken some of those freshmen under his wing and just kind of has a little more, maybe it's because he knows he's got the ability to be a coach in the future, one year left. He, he's been a great leader. And then Ensley, I, I don't mind saying it, this is kind of dangerous to throw out. He reminds me of Evan Russell. Um, he's a blue-collar, smaller-town kid, not afraid to fight you for what he wants, and uh, very comfortable in his own skin. And he's been very refreshing to be around this year compared to his other years because I think he just, you know, it's different when you accomplish what he was able to do last year. And then last year, Ethan Payne, served such a big role in that that game where we were able to beat Clemson and so fans now know who he is and he now knows who he is too he's he's evolved for life he's been with us for five years now he knows everything about the program and he's kind of been an extension of the coaching staff for us so Payne's been awesome hey T speaking of all for life I said this on the air earlier in the week I was just so because you know because we're boys and whatnot but I saw you out the other night when I was when I was playing music down in the old city, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at this guy and I'm going, "This freaking guy lives downtown. He was over at the celebration for the 25th uh, anniversary of the uh, uh, of the uh, national championships. You were down there. You stopped in and you you know you kind of paid your respects to the paisan up there playing music, <laughs> which was unbelievable. Then then I see you the next day. Jumping up and down on the sideline, a la Gus Manning back in the day with the attache case full of money. And, and I'm thinking to myself, this freaking guy is like, he's like, he's the Ernie Banks of this place. He's like Mr. Vaughn. Like, what are you, I mean, you, you, you know, and, and, and so I, I said, this guy would do his job for half the money, Tony, on the air. I said that on the air. This guy would do his job for half the money. That Tony. Huh? I don't know about that. I gave him a pay cut right on the air, man. Yeah, I mean, that's business yeah, that's, you're talking about now. That's a dicey one to walk around, but I think uh, I was able to get to a very blessed place in that Tennessee because um, I always put that stuff on the back burner, either title or responsibilities or money. So, um, so I get where you're coming from with that, and I don't disagree with it. And then... I mean, I'm single, first of all, so it allows me to do some things. I was also passed over by many of schools and was given a chance by not just Tennessee, but rallied around by the community for whatever reason, and I want to give back. And then the other thing is I, I like doing all that stuff. Y'all sounded good, and I enjoyed, you know, kind of dabbing you up there. And in a different life, I would have loved to stay there all night and close the place down uh, and listen to the whole thing, but I don't – yeah. Some of these people, and, and I'm not on social media, but I get it. Like Some people, I want to say, kiss my butt. Like we, One of the reasons we have rowdy fans that other teams don't like 
is we went out in the community a bunch and spent our time to try and attract people and build relationships with people. So um, I'm not saying we got the world by the cojones. We finished midway in the SEC last year, which I wasn't happy with. So we got a lot of work to do. But the word work, we've put in a lot of work. I mean, um, you know, Jordan Beck didn't get on our campus by accident. Josh spent a ton of time recruiting the kid. And um, I think sometimes people only see a bat flip or, or something else on social media and don't realize that we're, we're trying to work our butts off to, to make this thing truly great. Well, speaking of which, T, next week, A&M, we're going to be live at Calhoun's on the river. You're expected to be here. I don't care if you got to get on the Concord a lot to of get pressure. down here. Because, listen, when you, when you look out at that crowd when we're jam-packed out here and you rock that microphone, there's nothing like it, man. I mean, it is it is the best 30 seconds in all of sports as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, if I could get a sausage and cheddar place that is so damn good there uh, awaiting for me, it's a done deal. I'll, I'll be sure to be there. What was that, T? What was the order? That, that sausage and cheddar appetizer plate is really bueno. You better freaking believe that, brother. We're yeah. going to have a big... Huge plate waiting for you next week. So it's a date. AT on the way out. When we talk next week, will my Phillies still be alive or are they going to be fodder for the mighty, mighty Atlanta Braves? I will say this because um, I really like Strider. He works out at our place. Uh, Greg McMichael, who pitched here, uh, World Series champ. The Braves take good care of us, and I, I kind of like that part. I'm kind of a Braves fan by proxy. I would not want any part of the Phillies right now. That vibe they have in that locker room, the personalities they have, the edge they have from, from kind of a bitter end last year, um, I wouldn't want any part of that group. And I'm going to go out of my way. I want to see one of those games in one of those two cities bad. I, I think they, they might still be alive. I'll tell you what. it's a for, for that to happen in the NLDS is incredible because that is a mighty – Mighty bait with two very good teams meeting at this juncture of the playoffs. That's easily an NLCS, if not World Series caliber matchup right there. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Phillies fan. I mean, both those teams mash baseballs. Both those teams have very good pitching. Both those teams have a lot of intangibles. The Phillies have that thing where if they get one game in Atlanta, Tony, their building's a lot like your building when it's rocking and rolling. It's almost impossible to win in that place. I'm so glad you said that. The uh, I'll text it to you if you haven't seen it. The uh, the comment. Well, now it's kind of rampant. The comment about it's basically an SEC football environment. Yeah, that yeah. Billy's play in front of that. That helps our recruiting first of all, and it's true. And it's it's fun to watch. And again, they just got a bunch of dudes that seem like they're great to hang out with. Know some of those guys. I mean that that's a cool team to watch. Yeah, you recruited. Uh, Bryce Harper, but we'll talk about that another day. A.T., on the way out, and it's amazing breaking it down scientifically with you, question for you. What's better for Tennessee tomorrow, Texas A&M wins or Alabama wins? A&M's in here next week, Alabama the following week. What What's I, better I, for the Vols? Yeah, I think it's better we beat out. Uh, I'm sorry, better that Alabama beats A&M. Um, I think A&M, regardless of what success or talent they have or have bought, they got to play in our stadium, and uh, I think our team is starting to find their way. So I like our chances either way, but when you talk about us going to Bama the next week, um, I like Bama thinking they're invincible, and, and I like 
A&M just rolling into our place and having to play in front of our fans. Team, much love to you on the AF, brother. Keep it up. By the way, yeah. you're storming the state. Tell the living listener how they can find out more information. Marky Boy Griffin was asking me when you guys are down in the mid-state, so give the dates out and all that stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, th- thanks for that because we got to uphold this standard of sell-out crowds in the fall. We'll go October 22nd. It's a Sunday, the Sunday after the Alabama game. We did not want to conflict with that Saturday. Uh, and on that Sunday, about 1 o'clock, we'll play in Greenville, Tennessee, where Tusculum plays at Nice Minor League Park, and we'll play Virginia Tech, an ACC opponent. So the 22nd of October, and then November 5th, after we play UConn, on that Sunday, we'll play in Nashville at the Sounds Park for the first time since we've been in Tennessee, and we'll play Samford there. So looking forward to two huge crowds and maybe recruiting some new baseball fans. There's no question about it. Is you 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 take it to the streets, as we said off the uh, outset. Appreciate you, brother. We will have that platter waiting for you next week, and I will nice. we will break bread at that time. Thank you, brother. Awesome. Thanks for putting up with the background noise here too. Doing some. Scouts. I know. I love. Listen. I love natural sound. I'm all for natural sound, brother. All righty. Well, I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good day. Take care. Thank you little natural sound there over there working out that's pretty cool right john you're you're very manipulative aren't you tony meaning well i just noticed how you i mean you really put pressure on him to make an appearance next week here pretty good tom john if you haven't noticed i mean well i know but i mean you still i just thought that was on air i mean you really put pressure yeah on i didn't him. text him and ask him i just put a put pressure know, on the see, air i know you did that's how yeah. that's how you work <laughs> you manipulated him into doing well, that so he's thinking while well, he said well i don't know I'm, i might have something uh, going on but uh, and now he's obligated he has no choice a couple of weeks ago he texted me when he was on his way over here you were here and the text said, hey, I've got about five minutes, man. I've got to get back. We kept him for 30. I never saw his text. I never, I, and I apologized to him later in the day. You know what he said? Sure. You never saw my text. Uh-huh. I said, Tony, I never saw of your course, text. Of course he said he that. He texts back, sure you didn't. Yeah. As if to say, you yeah. have like zero regard for yeah. my time. Yeah. And it's all yeah. about you, Basilio. Yeah, he, he sees through you. It's, I'm, a lot of people do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to remind you that my friends from Amachi, I, I want you to go over to our website today over at uh, tclub.team, and there you'll see Amachi Rachel's email address, and um, it's an opportunity for you to, we need your tickets to that UConn game. Now, my friends at Calhoun's are going to partner with us, and several of our other partners are partnering with us, and um, which is what's a wonderful thing. And uh, we're going to give these kids an absolutely incredible day. Um, that's a mentoring program. One or both parents are incarcerated. Several of these young people will be on Tennessee's campus for the first time, many of whom will go to their first ever Tennessee game. All of them have at least one parent. Some, In some cases, both parents are incarcerated. So we're going to roll out the red carpet for these youngsters and their mentors and give them an absolutely special, unforgettable day where we wrap our arms around them, tell them we love them, tell them we're rooting for them, 
the whole deal, Benny Heel. In the meantime, I'm going to come back. We're going to visit with Mike Huguenin. We're going to set up the football weekend. John Adams is in for Bino today as John has answered the bell. We continue on the other side, and we come back. My man crush is in full force for Tony Valls. Calhoun's on the river where we be after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. It is that time of day. I got our favorite grocer on the line. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You always have some amazing deals. So what do you got for us this week coming up? Well, this week we have New York strip steaks, five ninety nine a pound. Assorted pork chops, a dollar seventy nine a pound. Green cabbage, fifty nine cents a pound. Niagara twenty four pack water, three for ten. And Coca Cola six packs, three for ten. But I also wanted to mention we have our truckload sale, October twelfth through the fourteenth. But I'll go into those details next week when I talk to you guys. But I just wanted to put that out there. Oh man, fantastic! Thank you, and we appreciate you giving us a little heads up there. And again, you guys are located right there in West Seventh. You're open seven days a week. Your hours are. 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Got a great stock of uh, stuff in there. The great specials, fantastic staff. And, uh, and as always, Miles, we appreciate you talking to us. And I'll call you again next week, and we'll find out about that truckload sale. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you. Proud to have the great John Adams alongside. And uh, John Adams, it is an absolutely outstanding day. People have their dogs here out on the deck at uh, Calhoun's on the River. A thought occurred to me. I've never had a bad time at a baseball game. We had Tony Valls on a second ago. Anywhere. And I've never not seen a dog and smiled. Dogs, invariably, I love dogs. It's one of my favorite things in life, dogs. I like dogs and cats. Yeah. Uh, we had two cats and two dogs at one time. They yeah. all got along famously. Yeah. Uh, I really like German Shepherds. I've never oh, had man. one. One oh, of my man. big dogs was part German Shepherd. Yep. The last time I was around a German Shepherd, I think of myself as being good with dogs, but yep. that's not something you can be certain of. And, and the dog growled. The German Shepherd growled oh, yeah. at me. And I imagine my arm coming apart. Well, you don't, and we'll bring uh, Mike Huguenin in without further ado, but German Shepherds being around, it's a lot like team chemistry. You're either going to get along with that dog or you're not, and if you don't right away, you better get away from it. Listen, I have a friend yeah. whose father had a wolf as a pet. Yes. The wolf's parents were domesticated, and then they had Wolfie, ap- aptly named Wolfie, and then when her father died, a neighbor took the do- took the wolf, and he acts just like a dog. But I checked this out. The, the biting force of a German shepherd compared to the biting force of a wolf, a German shepherd can bite your arm off. And a wolf is much, has a much stronger well, bite. I was going to go over and pet that woman's dog during the commercial break, but uh, well, now I, that ain't happening. But thanks uh, for talking me out Well, of it. yeah. Let's without I've further just, ado, bring the great Mike Hugan in without further ado. Hugie, good Friday to you, my brother. Hope you're doing well. Grade the card for me, Hugie, the college card this weekend. 
I think it's uh, A minus. There are some uh, gigantic games, and also a lot of good ones. I think that are a little bit under the radar. Obviously, the Red River rivalry, the gigantic game this week. I think yep. the, these teams easily could play twice. And something that's under the radar that I think will be really good is Fresno State, Wyoming, which is on CBS. I think. Um, you know what? I agree with that. So. It's a Fox game. Yeah, Fox is uh, shining the light on them. This is the this is the remnants of what's going on with the dissolution of the Pac-12. It's going to elevate the other football played on the on the West Coast. So we're getting in fact we're getting a taste of the future this week because you've got Greg Sankey taking your victory lap at the Oklahoma Texas game, and then you've got that game over on Fox, so we're already a year early. We're already uh, making our preparations. Let's start at that Red River game. We were talking earlier in the week, uh, Mike, we were ranking the teams in the SEC. Matt Dixon said, and John Adams, we were talking uh, yesterday about this. Where would you put Texas and where would you put Oklahoma if you had to put them in the SEC right now and just rank them based on the team that we'll see on the field tomorrow, those two teams? I think you can make a case that Texas would be number one in the SEC right now. I'm still not 100% sure about Georgia. I mean, Auburn, which is as inept throwing the ball as any team in the nation, took Georgia late into the fourth quarter. So, you know, given what Texas did at Alabama, what they've done in their other games, I think I would have Texas 1, Georgia 2, and I think Oklahoma, I'm not sure, maybe 3 or 4. I don't know how good they are totally that. Uh, I'm a huge Dylan Gabriel fan. The defense looks more like a Brent Venables defense, but they haven't exactly carved up great teams yet. I think tomorrow's game is going to be quite entertaining. I think Texas does win. Um, and I remember all those folks, oh, you know, Texas and Oklahoma don't know what they're in for when they get to the SEC. Well, they're, I think, going to be coming in uh, at full strength. And given what the SEC looks like next year, wow. uh, I, yeah, I, I think Texas and Oklahoma will be fine, frankly. You know what's weird about conventional wisdom is it never works out. True. Five, three or four years ago, that looked like a slam dunk that those two teams would pay their dues. And they're going to walk in, John. He's right. This league is like in a little bit of a transition deal here going on. And they're going to walk in with an opportunity, Adams. He's right. Yeah, one thing that's, uh, I, I mean, we tend to overreact to everything yeah. in sports now. And go back to, and you looked at Oklahoma, Mike. I know uh, last year that looked nothing like what Oklahoma football was supposed to be, and everybody thought Brent Venables. I think I was calling him Brent back then. I've adjusted. He's Brent now. Uh, I just thought this guy's not going to make it. You can't lose that many games at Oklahoma. It doesn't matter what year it is, and eventually it will get you. But, boy, uh, Oklahoma's made a turnaround. He's had an impact on the uh, he's had an impact on the defense. It looks more like a Brent Venables defense. And the offense looks like Oklahoma's sooner ball of all. So what, what's your take on the difference in last year and this year with the, with the Sooners, Mike? I think it all, all is about defense. Um, they, were, they lacked physicality not only last year but the – Frankly, from the 
final two years of the Stoops era through last season. They weren't as physical as they needed to be. Uh, I think he wanted to be really aggressive because Venables isn't an aggressive defensive play caller. He didn't have the dudes really to do that last year. I think there was an adjustment period for the defensive players. Uh, offensively, they lost some key guys. Um, but I, I think they're better overall. I think Dylan Gabriel's second year in the offense has, has helped. Again, I don't think this is anything close to a vintage Oklahoma team, but th- this is certainly not a 6-6 six and six Oklahoma team joining the SEC. I think this is going to be a 9-3 or 10-2 Oklahoma team joining the SEC. They have become more physical on both sides of the ball. The defensive line recruiting is good, and I know Gabriel's going to be gone, but they got the uh, the Jackson Arnold kid who was a five-star recruit yep. coming in, and he he's already seen some playing time this year in reserve. Um, and, and Texas, you know, they always have the players. They always have the players. I, I think them hiring Bo Davis as the defensive line coach has made a tremendous amount of difference. Texas, their, their lines of scrimmage ate up Alabama's lines of scrimmage when they played in Tuscaloosa. Ewers should be back, I think, next year. I think I can't see him going pro. Maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, this is a good quarterback draft. I think I would wait if I were him. Um, they have a lot of weapons. Um, and the main thing about Texas that's shocking this year, Bijan Robinson wa- was a college stud, and they haven't missed him um, because I think Sarkeesian has tweaked the offense. Um, it's but But Oklahoma's defensive improvement is the main reason I think you, if you're an Oklahoma fan or a fan of an SEC team, that that's the main reason you got to watch the Sooners next year. They're going to be solid defensively, and that's a gigantic switch from the last decade, frankly. So where do you have Oklahoma? You, you didn't. I asked you about that. Yeah, where I would they rank in this in the league right four, now, Hugh? I'm not sure. You know, L, L, LSU. Oh, my God, their defense is horrible. Their offense is awesome. It's unreal. They don't know how good Alabama is uh, offensively. Um, not sure how good Kentucky is, really. So uh, Oklahoma 3 or 4 in the SEC, I think, right now would, would be legit. Um, if they were on a neutral field against Kentucky, I'd pick, Alabama, I'd, pick, um, I'd pick Oklahoma. Neutral field against LSU, I think I might pick Oklahoma because, again, the LSU defense, I could get open against the LSU defense. Their secondary is garbage. Um, Ole Miss, uh, they beat LSU last week. I don't, I don't think Ole Miss is that good, frankly. So uh, I think Oklahoma, you could, you could slot them in at three or four. League's a straight-up mess right now, which is really strange, which really gives I – mean, here we are, Tennessee, we're at the off week. It really – makes you sit back and go, man, you got an opportunity here. Everybody yeah, has kind of an opportunity now. That A&M-Bama uh, game tomorrow, the, the line's been curious. It was three yesterday. It's it's now a straight pick, which I think it should have been a straight pick the whole time. Me and John were talking about that. I didn't understand that. A&M's got a real opportunity here. I mean, they've got a real opportunity with this Alabama bunch. I, I don't trust D.J. Durkin. Uh, the Texas A&M defensive coordinator. That said, I'm not sure I trust either of the Alabama coordinators either, though what Alabama's defense did to Ole Miss in retrospect is quite impressive. Um, Max Johnson, you know, for a league that lacks 
star power at quarterback, the idea that L- that A&M had to go to a backup, Max Johnson is better than some SEC starters. So I think that's a gigantic positive for A&M. He's not Connor Wigman. He's not as talented. He doesn't have the legs that Wigman does, but he can be effective on the move. He can scramble. Their receiving core is starting to emerge. Um, it's Again, though, I wonder about the A&M offensive line, and I also wonder about D.J. Durkin and how he's going to call the game. Um, but also, you know, is Tommy Reese going to continue to let Jalen Milrow get on the edge? Don't let, don't make Jalen Milrow a drop-back passer. The fewer times he drops back as a pure passer in the pocket, the worse off for Alabama. So that is a fascinating game. I think if Wigman were playing, I'd pick A&M, but because he's not, I'll, I'll go with Alabama. But I think it's going to be an exceedingly close game, uh, and this this is a gigantic opportunity for A&M to erase the bad taste that the Miami lost uh, put in their mouth. Mike, it's it's just so hard to believe in Texas A&M. Uh, great facilities, great support, great fan base, plenty of money, recruits well. But the long history there, you go into this game, and you look at it in the polls where – I mean, based on what A&M has done, I know it had a bad game against Miami, but it to me it should be ranked. Uh, then you look at, but but people just don't believe in A&M, and the odd, the odds makers don't believe in A&M. That's why that line is what it started out at three and a half or whatever. People just do not believe in A&M. No, and yeah, they're, they're go like, ahead. In some respects, they're they're like they should be playing in the show-me state because every year Texas is the same. You look at the roster, you're like, wow, that's a well-balanced roster. they got dudes up front. they got guys at linebacker. Secondary's got some star players. they got some skill position guys that are really talented and will play in the NFL, but they've never sort of coalesced into a formidable unit. I think Texas this season is that. I think A&M is moving toward that. But, yeah, I mean, again, I I don't trust D.J. Durkin at all as a defensive coordinator. Um, And you look back and remember the Miami game. Miami was just basically in the second half, we're going to put on him every down, let's see what happens. And A&M withered and and crawled home. Um, I think A&M, again, even with with Max Johnson is going to be fine. But, yeah, I think A&M is a sleeping giant, but they've been a sleeping giant for a long, long time. Mike, why why does D.J. Durkin have such a good reputation? I, at least I thought he did. Yeah, and you've, and you've called the guy everything but an Italian so far on here. I mean, well, what in the yeah, world, I, dude? I, mean, I, I don't think he gets the most out of his players. Um, he, he did coach with Urban Meyer, and I think that, has rubbed off on him in terms of, oh, he's coach for Meyer, so he's got to be a pretty good assistant. And I don't think all Meyer assistants were all that good, but um, I, I think you look at it, it. Let's put it this way: if A and M had Mike Elko as a defensive coordinator, they would not have lost the Miami game. They'd be unbeaten, and they'd be a three or four point favorite tomorrow. I just don't think DJ Durkin is as cutting edge. 
uh, as he needs to be as as a defensive play caller. Plus, the, he has uh, yeah, the dude's got about ninety bags of Samsonite that he carries with him as well. The great, the great, Hughie is bringing it long and strong. Hughie, you're my viewer guide guy. You talked about that game on the left coast. Now, my guys from Winners and Losers. Uh, presented by Miller Lite, which is coming up after we're done here, um, over at tclub.team, and available wherever you find your podcast. But that's sort of my uh, my gambling deal. Those guys love that late-night game tomorrow night. You are very good at finding pockets in the schedule. I mean, I don't mean this the way it sounds, but you're like my go-to college football degenerate. You're my guy. You know more about this sport than anybody I know. You scare me with your knowledge. Find me some other, give us a little viewer guide, because the Tennessee fans are kind of off tomorrow, off the clock, if you will. Be sitting around enjoying the sport, enjoying the game. Um, give me some games tomorrow that, that really kind of grab you. Well, LSU-Missouri, I don't know. You know, Missouri's unbeaten and ranked. I have zero idea how good they are. Um, the, the Brady Cook hasn't thrown an interception in, what, like nine years or something. He holds the SEC record. And Luther Burden is a stud wide receiver, and the LSU secondary is horrendous. Again, us three, me, you, and John, could get open and have big days against LSU secondary, and we're all aged guys. Um, the flip you side, haven't seen me run, Mike. Well, no, John, I saw you walk. John, I saw you amble in here right now. You could get open in that secondary. Yeah, By the way, hey, Bry, before he, before he finishes his answer, Bry. Do me a favor. Let's pause for 10 seconds and we'll hit the legal ID because I want to stay here in hour number two with Hughie. Go ahead, um, uh, Bry. Hit the legal ID here. Thank you, uh, Bry. Go ahead, Hughie. You were talking about that Missouri game. Go ahead. Yeah, the LSU offense is tremendous. I mean, Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback in the SEC. They have two stud receivers. The running game is good enough. So I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, and it's hard for me to believe that LSU – is going to fall to three and three with that offense. Um, so I, I think LSU is going to win. Uh, I think Purdue Iowa. Um, it's it's on Peacock, so I won't be watching, and maybe that's good. But I, as bad as Iowa's offense is, yep. I mean, and it's rancid. It's rancid. They could win the Big Ten West because that's how bad the Big Ten West is. Wow. Um, the Kentucky-Georgia game, you know, the idea that oh, you can't be one-dimensional offensively and beat Georgia. Well, hell, Auburn almost did it last week, and Kentucky's better than Auburn. So I don't think Kentucky's running game is as good as it showed last week against Florida because Florida decided, eh, let's, let's play a game and not tackle anybody and see how it goes. Uh, and they got run out of, out of the stadium. Uh, Arkansas Ole Miss. You wonder if Ole Miss is sort of going to relax and be all hyped up after last week's win. Uh, but I don't know how good Arkansas is either. Um, and, and I think the everybody, I think, is talking about this game to an extent. Notre Dame-Louisville, to me, is fascinating. Louisville's unbeaten uh, with a new coach, with a new quarterback, with a new running back, with a new wide receiver, with a rebuilt offensive line. Um, but you know, Notre Dame's played two incredibly emotional games in a row. They lost to Ohio State on the last play. They held off Duke in the last minute. Uh, I think, oh, wow! So you got to have that's three weeks in a row 
Notre Dame is going to have to get up. And if anybody's Wild. ever attended a sporting event in Louisville, um, that's going to be a well-oiled fan base because it's a night game. And their fans can get nasty. So the longer that game is close, Notre Dame is going to have to draw on a well of emotion again. And sometimes college teams can't do that three weeks in a row. No, so hey, NFL it, teams it, can't it, do it three weeks in a row. That's, that's right. It's a different kind of team than Ohio State. So that, that to me is fascinating. But the Fresno-Wyoming game, Wyoming is as vanilla offensively as anybody Phenomenal defense, though they hit, they knock the snot out of you. And Fresno, Jeff Tedford throws the ball all over the field. Uh, the quarterback at Fresno is Mikey Keene, a UCF transfer. He didn't run well enough for Malzahn, so he left. Um, I think he's got 19 TD passes. So that's a really high-powered Fresno offense. Mike, you're uh, you know what's going on in Florida. And there's a lot going on in a negative way there in Gainesville. Uh, after that bad loss last week, and I was looking at Florida's schedule for next year, it's absolutely brutal. It's one of the toughest SEC schedules I've seen recently in terms of uh, non-conference games and then the SEC season. SEC season. Uh, does Billy Napier have a chance? Feeling the heat. Um, you go on the message boards, and you know I, I don't like going on message boards because it, it automatically drops your IQ by twenty points. But at least, there are already at people least. saying who should we hire as the next coach. So, and the, you, you having worked in Florida, so you worked in Florida before the Meyer years, and there's a lot of nouveau riche Florida fans who expect every year to be a national title year, which is obviously ridiculous, but. There is a faction of the fan base that not only do you have to win, you have to win impressively with your offense. And Napier's not Napier's offense is not built to do that. Um, if he loses to Vanderbilt tomorrow, um, I think there's a leg- legitimate chance that he is gone at the end of this season. Wow! <laughs> oh man! They owe him thirty. They would owe him thirty-five million dollars. But you can't lose to Vanderbilt two years in a row. You can't drop to 0-4 against Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Um, I don't think anybody, any rational Florida fan, thinks they can beat Georgia. I think there are some irrational Florida fans that think they can beat Florida State. I'm not even sure Florida can beat Missouri and South Carolina. Well, uh, especially if they play last like they did last week. So um, I don't think they're losing to Vanderbilt tomorrow, though. So. Um, he's got a right now. He's got a high-level recruiting class coming in. He's got to do a better job in the portal. Um, for for a guy who whose offense is predicated on the run, you think he would have paid more attention in the transfer portal to offensive linemen? Well, to your point, Matt Baker down there with the Tampa Times wrote like a little ex. I don't know what you call it, maybe a column, but an opinion piece about how. You know, here you got Alex Golish, who was a Tennessee offensive coordinator. He basically stands up and goes, look, I want to win right away. We're going into the transfer portal. We're going to be aggressive. And Billy Napier, basically, he's acting like almost like an agnostic uh, Dabo Swinney when it comes to the uh, transfer portal. Hey, look, we're going to crawl this thing up. To me, these days, 
these guys, when you get these jobs, you can't go before the media and say, we're going to crawl. We're going to build this thing on a five-year plan. You're not going to get five years. You're not going to get five years, no. You're and never going to get five years. He did go into, he has gone into the portal. I just don't think he's gone into the portal uh, uh, enough. And, you know, Mike Norvell's in his fourth year at FSU. He had losing seasons in his first two years. Yep. And FSU fans were like, why do we hire this clown for Memphis? Memphis, Mike, he can't do it. Um, but he went heavy into the portal. His, last year was his third season. They won 10 games. And this year is in his fourth with a 17 transfer starters. And FSU is, right now, I think you could make a case that, hey, they're a legit playoff team because they're going to go unbeaten. Uh, Napier did not go into the portal in the same manner. He did, Again, he did go in. Uh, and, and get some guys, but not nearly as many as Norvell. He is a better recruiter on the high school trail than Norvell, but his offense is staid and somewhat boring. Uh, he did make a nice hire defensive coordinator, because uh, despite what they showed last week against Kentucky, this is a miles better defense than it was under Todd Grantham. But the, the fan base, you're right, you, you don't get – Heck, I don't even think you get four years anymore to rebuild. So there is a ton of pressure on Florida tomorrow when they play Vanderbilt for homecoming. Bow by head. Hughie, incredible appearance. Give me a final thought on the way out. You, you knocked it out of the park, man. We're a month away from the first college basketball game of the season. November 6th, college basketball starts. So... Um, I think if you're in the SEC and football, a lot of questions. Uh, SEC and basketball has a lot of questions as well, but in a different way. I think the SEC, it looks like it's going to be a really high-level league. Um, going to be exceedingly interesting, and obviously Tennessee fans are used to a lot of regular season success, want to see more postseason success. But, uh, yeah, a month away from the first real basketball game of the season already. Hugie, you're the man. Much love to you. The Vols are going to be absolutely loaded uh, this year, but it's going to be a really interesting year in the league. And my best to you, my friend. Enjoy the college football weekend. Heck, yes. Thanks, man. This guy, that guy is like an uh, almanac of college football. If the Phil Steele annual could talk and had a little personality, it would be that, dude. Yeah, well, Mike and I worked together yeah. a while in Jacksonville. He's always just been really into college football. He really threw me off there. You, you said final thoughts, and he said basketball season is starting in a month. I, I know. I, I didn't know. It, I didn't even know he paid attention to basketball. Oh, he's great at basketball. Really? Oh, my God. John, he knows when we have him on during hoop season, he'll sit there and talk about Games from, like, mid-conferences, knows the rosters, knows the deal, know, doesn't pick care a lick about baseball. Does he like, have, Does Mike have a family? I, you know, he, I know he's married, okay. um, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think he has a daughter. I think that's right. Anyway, don't quote me on that. Um, I don't quote you on anything, Tony. I've noticed one of the things that um, I want to get into, and by the way, 865-200-5402, we're going to come back on the other side, and, and we're going to get into this. 
One of the things I want to talk about, John, is he, he mentioned that Louisville-Notre Dame game. The check's got to come due. On that Louisville, that Notre Dame bunch last week got so lucky with Duke. Now, I know they drove the field 98 yards and all that. In modern college football, I just cannot get over the young up-and-coming coach at Duke punting a football at the end of that game. You just do not. If you have fourth and less than ten, you are going 100 times out of 100 times in modern college football. Do you agree? It's not the game we grew up on. You do not punt the football these days, John. You just don't. No, for one thing, it's an offensive error. Although I think the defenses have made strides this season yeah. over last year. Yeah. But still, the old thinking of uh, punting the ball, holding yeah. them, and getting the ball back. Uh-uh. What are we doing? No, and, and really, that should have happened long a long time ago. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the, the idea that you can pull that off, the odds are against you. I mean, if you've got, particularly if it's five and less, you just got to go for it all the time. What about, should we have a, a moment of silence on behalf of DJ Jerk? Dirk, I call him Jerk and DJ Jerk and and Slip. DJ Jerk uh, and I mean, got. Mike Huguenin attacked him as though he's like. Owes him money or something, right? Yeah, Hatfields and McCoys. It, I mean, <laughs> I've never heard a, a defense coordinator attack with that. Hughie went hard. I got text him later and say, "Man, what do you know about him?" I, I bet, I bet they've got some kind of. uh, He was at Florida for a while. Yeah, but he does have. What he he was the head coach at Maryland. He's a guy that had Had, he had a problem. Yeah, Yeah. a problem. And he didn't have anybody solve it. So now he's back on somebody's staff. Speaking of which, another thing we're going to get into is these coaches behaving like petulant children. The latest example is at Arkansas. We've got a lot to talk about. If you want to get in, 865-200-5402. We're kicking it on. Look, I don't take days off. This is not an off week to me. This is serious. This is a college football Saturday. I'm not going to show up in a muscle shirt like this goofball on ESPN who has people that pay attention to him for some reason. But we're going to come back on the other side after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow 
isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. Built to win. Ball game. Alabama wins. Built for championships. Heading for the pylon. Get the race. Wins the race. Touchdown, Alabama. Built by Bama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on Texas A&M at Kyle Field. Our coverage begins at 11:30 on your home for Alabama football, the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. ton of great stuff today over on our blog over at tclub.team. Our uh, UT Insider Orange Throat lays it down, gets you ready for the weekend. Brian Hartman continues to get up and answer the bell and with his picks column presented by our friends at Zen. If you fade Bry right now, you're making some money. He's in a little bit of a rough patch. It's been a weird year, though, in college football. Hard uh, 
hard to gauge what's going to happen from week to week, but interesting nonetheless. Um, also today, a, a heartfelt piece Kyle Blackburn wrote on the passing of Dr. Joe Johnson, who I got to say, John, in, in all my years of doing this, Joe Johnson's kind of one of the real people. There aren't, um, there sort of aren't many, unfortunately, but he's one of the real ones. I, I always thought Joe Johnson was kind of a class guy. Yeah, and I think uh, UT's the current president of UT Systems is uh, Randy Boyd. Yeah. I think he's that. I think yes. there have been a lot of guys in between that you probably wouldn't want to have lunch with, Tony. Well, you wouldn't be able to understand them. No offense. No, I, I don't. Think, I mean, and, no, and that's the truth, I right? I didn't think you were being critical. Like how at many? All. How many? It's almost like some of these elected people. You say to yourself, "How many of those people would you rather? Would you like to sit down and grab a beer with?" The answer: Not many. But let's get off that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. No, 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 no. So let's go back here. What about the way the pressure in these parts? Because, you know, the SEC has a saying, it just means more. I don't know if people really believe that when they take these jobs. But after you're a head coach in this league, you know what you know? It just means more. After you're a coordinator in this league, I've got a link to a story, and then we'll get Josh in here, then Florida. And if you want to get in, 865-200-5402. But Dan Enos is the latest example of this. Here's a guy's former head coach. Here's a guy that's been around. Here's a guy that's been in that sport for a couple decades. Here the guy, here's a guy that knows what he's getting into. Here's a guy that's at Arkansas on Sam Pittman's staff. And, you know, it was all fun for them when he was all brand new and crazy for you, as Madonna once said. John, Dan Enos got caught on a university email responding to criticism from fans emailing fans back and ripping them over them criticizing him. Somebody never coached Dan Enos in, you don't hit send. You don't. It's okay to compose that email. It's 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 okay to get all tore up over it. You don't hit send when you're a coach doing that. No, you should be watching video. I mean, what's his next move, to start going to people's homes, banging on their door, calling them out? He said, let's settle this right now out in the front yard. I mean, what is he thinking? And I don't think Sam Pittman would do that. These guys have to understand. Even coordinators here, you got million-dollar coordinators. If you're making that kind of money, well, you're fair game. Take it. Yeah, just take it and cash the check. Take what do you think you're going to get a free ride? Nobody's going to. No, everybody's just going to pat you on the back when you lose three straight games. You talk about ridiculous behavior, and then the guy at Florida, who I, this is the way that was always going to go. The AD down there hired him, but when those. And this is the term I use for athletic directors in today's world. These guys are worms. These guys and gals are worms. That's not very so when the, Well, when the administration above them goes to them, go to them and they say either he goes or you goes, guess what they all do? 
They don't do the David Cutcliffe thing at Ole Miss. David Cutcliffe was principled. They went to him and said, fire people off your staff or you go. He said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go because I believe in something. I give David – there are very few – you can count them on one hand. Very few people like David Cutcliffe who said, you know what, you want to do that, you do that. I'm not doing it. I'm gone. Very few people, John. In your years of doing this, how many people say – I know there's some other people that have done that. It doesn't come to mind. I, I tell you who I remember yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah. I think when Randy Sanders was offense coordinator, yeah. there was pressure on him to make some changes on his offensive staff. Yeah. And he wouldn't do it. Under him when when he was under, under Fulmer? Yeah. Wow. That's it. I've never heard that. Well, maybe I just. No, that's good. Maybe it's popped up out of nowhere, but sounds good. Let's get uh, Joshy in here who will join us next. Because I don't know. I don't know what Arkansas's place, Sean, is in this league going forward. I mean, Arkansas fans need to get real. If they win six games every once in a while, that's a good season for them. Yeah, but see, fans don't, all fans relate to what their best, their glory days. That's what they think of as routine. Arkansas's glory days were in the 1960s. You got it. You said it, I didn't. Let's go back to our phones. Joshy Boy, welcome in. What's up, guys? Under wings, Joshy Boy. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Brother, it's a great day to be alive and well. Tony, uh, I want to get your opinion since you're an Eagles fan. What do you think about a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown score Sunday against the Rams? I would take that simply because the Eagles run that play that what, what what's your buy-in yeah what's your buy-in on the anytime touchdown what are we paying for that i would do that all day long the chance because if they get on the goal line i would hate to have deandre swift as my running back in fantasy football because he should have several touchdowns this year but they you've seen what the eagles do they get in that big formation and Jalen Hurts, John, can squat 640 pounds as a quarterback. Yeah. The only thing and that really scares me about him. that, Tony, yeah. is uh, yeah. Aaron Donald. Oh, the, the Lambs have, there's no doubt the L.A. Lambs have a great uh, defensive front, but they're not stopping the Eagles. That that If they get on the goal line, that ball's going in the end zone, and it's going in the end zone with Hurts' uh, blessing. There's just no doubt about it in his hands. Tony, uh, I'm kind of disappointed in you. Tell me why. Well, did uh, on winners and losers last Thursday, yes. did you kind of encourage all of the panel taking that under 44 in the Kentucky-Florida game? No, I actually, actually, actually absolutely did not. You sure about that? I stay out of it, man. I stay out of it. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? Tony, Tony, do sometimes you say things on air and then you forget that you said them? The the form, well, I'm on the air all the time, so yes. Well, that's I, can't, what I, I don't mean. know how I got down here today. The the format, if you said to me, retrace your route, how you got here today, I wouldn't be able to do yeah. it. The format for that show is simply that I'm on there to 
foster conversation among people that gamble. Uh, And and I don't give place. Nashville Lee talked us out of Mr. C's play last week. And I thought you were going to tell me you're disappointed in me for not confronting him last night, but I decided not to. So uh, what's the power play for this league? You'll have to listen. But there are three of them. There are three of them. There are three power plays, and I think they're all very good. I know uh, one of them. One of them, I believe, is A&M. They're all three from the colleges. Interesting. One of them is one of the games that Huguenin mentioned, one of those le- uh, left coast games. I believe it's that yeah. Wyoming That Wyoming game. I think it's interesting Fox is doing that, John, featuring them a year early. It's going to elevate those leagues, right? Wow, it has I mean, to. Oh, yeah. And uh, for, I've, I've watched some of Fresno. Fresno's a good team. Fresno's fun. Jeff Tedford's a good yeah, coach. He knows what he's doing. I thought, yep. I thought they were going to take a step down uh, when Jake Hayner left last year, but they're pretty solid this year, Fresno is. Very solid. Very uh, solid. Is that brain donor, uh, Poet Joe, there in live today? Well, he was here before. I think he's gone to the Lynx, uh, and he's out there seeking his fortune on the Lynx. But um, yeah. I must say that when Polly Joe was here, I felt like Superman around kryptonite. I was having trouble oh, wow. putting my words together. He made me feel being in his presence just a little dumber. Tony, no offense, uh, Tom. I want you to uh, take your Phillies ball cap off. I want you to be honest. How is this series going to go in the best of five starting tomorrow? Braves in five. Braves in five, you think? Yeah. The only thing that worries me in this series tone is uh, Atlanta starting pitching. Might be a little shaky. Well, Atlanta's going to punt game three, right? Which watched them win that game. Quadzilla has the absolute advantage tomorrow night against Ranger Suarez. Uh, If the Phillies get one of those two games, obviously it's going to be very difficult for Atlanta to win there in Philadelphia. It's just a – and I'm not saying this because I'm from there, but those people – No, it's tough to play there. Well, they have the – for any franchise in the history of baseball playing at least 30 games in a building – they had the highest winning percentage. Like, you're not beating them there. That mighty Houston team last year got pushed to the wall. They were uh, lucky by that, to, And they were lucky to get yeah. out of there with a win. They sure were, yeah. I was talking to your son the other day. He said he's thinking about going to the Monday game. He is going. Oh, yeah, no. I think he is going, yeah. But, uh, Tone, do you see... Alabama going down tomorrow against A and M. What's your John? What's that? your uh, what's your final answer on that Alabama A and M game? Because I've gone back and forth on it. It's been the same the whole time. I think Texas A and M wins. You're just talking about the home field advantage for Philadelphia. Yeah, I've been in that stadium uh, when Tennessee played there a few years back. Yeah, Butchie Boy, Butchie Boy. Yeah, and that crowd. <laughs> It's loud, and it's so large. I mean, mm. they'll have 110,000 in there, but
but it looks like it's about 125,000. It looks like it's a NASCAR race the stadium, in the old days. And the stadium does this thing too. There, right, like where they're like right, literally like right on top of you. The way that on thing's built. Yeah. And, and this is a this is an epic game for A&M. It's really a make and break game for A&M, and maybe for Jimbo Fisher. I have a belief. Um, about the Southeastern Conference this year at the midway point. We'll see if it plays out. But I think the quarterback play being spotty is going to make it really hard for uh, visiting teams to win signature games on the road going forward in this league. And, and we're, about, we're ready to get into signature game yeah. season here in this league down the stretch. Uh, it's kind of played out so far. You better have a guy like Texas quarterback if you want to go to Alabama and win. I'm not sure if we have one here that's good enough to go into, like, an Alabama. I mean, hey, I'm open-minded. I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for it. I'd love to see it. Show me. That's where I'm at. With all these quarterbacks in this league this year. Well, I, I was really conscious of that for the Auburn-Georgia game. Uh, Jeff Danzler with the Georgia Radio Network, was, I was talking to him. He was really concerned about that game as a, as a Georgia fan because Carson Beck had not been in that environment. Yeah. And I thought that was a very significant fourth quarter for Carson Beck yep. and for Georgia because he performed under pressure yep. in that game. Auburn, Jordan-Hare Stadium is, is a tough place. And, and to your point, until you do it, you haven't done it. It's like um, now he's done it. He knows the feeling of doing it. You know, playing music. I tell young kids are start until you do it, you haven't done it. But you got to do it. I mean, if you want to do it, you got to get in there and make your mistakes and kind of and kind of do it. Joe Milton that night at Florida, and I realized Cooper Mays wasn't playing was not good. There was a lot not good about that performance for me. Well, yeah. and. To that point, Joe Milton has not won a game in uh, a hostile environment. And that will be the point not until yet. you do it. And if you do it, Joshy, I'm in on it, you know? I'm all in on that yeah. if you do it. Tony, uh, out the door. Yeah. Uh, I'm not giving you a series prediction in this Brave Phillies game, but after the series over, Brian Snicker is going to pull down the Phillies manager's pants. See ya. Well, I, Joshy boy, I always appreciate you. We're at Calhoun's on the River, the college sports restaurant, America's college sports city. Listen, no better place to experience the game. You come before the game. You come during the game. You come after the game. All-new covered patio right on the Tennessee River. Shadows of picturesque Neyland Stadium. And it is the next best thing to being in the stadium. Now, we're here on a day where it's kind of spitting rain outside we've got a new covered patio it is absolutely outstanding live music on here during the weekends you got dogs um, here too you got puppy dogs here look at that little pup over there i'm for it not again it they kind of bark at each other my dog would not be able to be out here my dog would snipe at every dog on the porch i've got one of those doesn't get along with others you know me, I'm a, peace, I'm a peacemaker and a lover, not a fighter, and never chirp at people. And my dog, for whatever reason, is chirpy with every animal. But is, that, is that bad parenting? 
I blame my wife. No better place to experience the game before, during, or after. And if you're coming in next weekend, I want to remind you, if you're staying downtown, surprisingly easy walk to get here and well worth it. Trust me when I tell you that. Well worth it. We will be here next week for the A&M game. Tony Vitello will be in the flush. So he tells me. But uh, Vol calls on Wednesdays. Basilio show on Fridays. Answering the bell. Don't settle for your next game day experience. Come to Calhoun's, the sports restaurant, America's College Sports City. Calhoun's a taste of Tennessee. And, you know, Danny White's dubbed this America's College Sports City, which I love. You know, it's just. Name yourself number. We're number one. Shout well, it from the mountaintops. A vote of one, which I love, so I'm going to repeat it. John, if that's the case, what is Gainesville, Florida? <laughs> like if you were to rank Tennessee number one, right? And the passion here. What is what is Gainesville, Florida, in terms of sports cities? Are they like 187? Let's let's put an arbitrary number on them. 193. Biz, they're behind Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm just thinking out loud here. Are, are you, I mean, you're kind of hostile toward Gainesville. That's uh, you want to. Why don't you call Mike Hugan back and th- see what he thinks? Oh, he would rank it. Where way, does Where does he rank DJ Jerkin? Dirt. Jerkin. I keep calling him DJ Jerkin. Mike Hugan has really influenced me there. Let's. Well, you got to have your chicken blackened. Well, I love jerk seasoning. Ga- Gainesville. Let's face it. Florida fan base is different from a lot of the other SEC fan bases. It's more they're more front runners there. Higher you percentage of front runners you than there are in Georgia. I mean, look, we just saw Georgia go to Auburn. We we're just talking about that game last week. Go to Jordan Hare Stadium. Auburn's in a transitional year. Yep. Hugh Freeze is trying to put the the mess that Brian Harston left behind everybody. Yep. The spirits are the people are inspired there, yep. but but they aren't a, they aren't a really good team. They aren't a complete team. But those fans were totally into that game. And they made a difference in that game. And that's how it is in most places. It's that way at Mississippi State. You go in there with those cowbells ringing. I mean, that's that takes some energy to just shake that cowbell about three hours. Florida Vandy tomorrow. Hard sellout in that stadium. What do you think? Well, there'll be a lot of empty seats. What would your what seriously? What would your guess be? How many empty seats? Five thousand? No, there'll be more than that. Really? Oh yeah, I'd say twenty thousand. What? They'll fire him for sure if that's the case. Let's get uh, let's get you can't you can't have that. Let's get let's that's get just one game. Well, let's get Florida in here. Is next with us? Florida, welcome in. I don't know why you try to goat me, but it's fine. I never try to goat you. I've never done it. Not one time have I tried to goat you. Yes, you do, and it's fine. But listen, you ask Mike, whatever his last name is, the same question, the same thing I've been telling you, that that, that, that if he don't do certain things, they're going to fire his butt. And I've been telling you that. Listen. Well, you don't want me to get on here and tell the truth, but I'll get on here and tell. Hey, who do you want as your coach? You let's just let's have the conversation because it's time for you guys to open up your crisis hotline. Who do you want as your coach, man? Who do you have your eyes on? Uh, if, if it be anybody, it'd be Lane for his offensive genius. I, 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 I he like Lane Kiffin. Yep. Could Lane win at Florida? Uh, John Adams. Oh yeah, opinion. yeah, he could win. Yeah. But it, but if you want to go all out. 
Florida, don't you need to bring back Urban Meyer? Seriously. Would you no. take him back? No. Would you take him? No. He's Florida? a guaranteed winner, guaranteed yep. champion. Winning win a natty tomorrow. Yeah, did you look at that movie, that show, Swamp King? Did you look at that, Tony B? He, he had I love Swamp Kings, the documentary. Yeah, he had them together. He had them together. But, you know, he, he was doing a lot of stuff down there that he wasn't supposed to be doing either. But let me tell you. Yeah, yeah but Florida, he, did, he didn't go to prison. That's he right. wasn't on NCAA probation. That's right. He didn't, he didn't beat up his wife. That's right. I mean, compared to what a lot of coaches do, I don't understand why Urban Myers now considered off limits. Well, he is. He's he off limits. Go, he, he didn't go to prison, but he sure had somebody sitting he, on his lap. He's off limits, man. He's off limits. <laughs> he had sure somebody sitting on his lap. And, and, and we all know when you got some deal. I mean, lap, come, what happens, Mr. Adams? Come, well, come on, Florida. I mean, seriously, I don't understand that. Why? So there ought to be if somebody wants to really win. Okay, how about this, John? Texas, John, he what? must be a really toxic bad guy. No, he's not, John. John. He's, John. No. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. John. How do he win all championships? John, when these people won't do business with him, there's got to be stuff there. No. Oh, John, John, when these people, the Oklahomas of the world, when that job comes open and they don't do business with him. He might not want an Oklahoma job. Okay. He'd take the Texas job. Oh. But think about this. you got this crush on a guy, and he's like the Charles Manson of college football. <laughs> That's what he is. Well, he's a winner, though. Nobody wants the guy. Texas A&M. Texas Charles A&M. Manson could win games. Texas, I mean, no, no, no he couldn't. He could sing, though. Helter Scott. I could, I could imagine you and Charles Manson in the same band. Texas A&M gets rid of Jimbo Fisher. Who would you go? I mean, who would they go after? That's a great line. No, they're not okay. going after Urban Meyer. Okay. Nobody's hiring Urban Meyer. What about Art Browse? Is he off limits? He might be off limits. Yeah, he, 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 Art Browse is a hell of an offensive mind. But, uh, you, but my thing is the defense, man. We need to work on the defense, man. Offense is uh, – you got the great offensive mind coming out, then we've got to work on the defense, bro. you got to get these guys playing together. Florida, do you I, sign off on what happened last week in Lexington? Tell the truth. I always tell the truth, Tony B. Yeah, you, you, they played like crap, bro. And, and you know what? I would I would do them like that. What, like what's the name did Lane Kiffin. Don't let him back on the plane. When you lose like that, they, they shouldn't have got off the bus. That's what I'm saying. Dan, what about Dan Lanning? What about Dan Lanning for that job? Bring you back to the southeast. No. I like no. Dan Lanning. What about Dion? What about Coach Prime? Well, Coach Prime will take it because you know what? He want to make Florida State pay for whatever they did to him. But not hiring. What did him. they? He, what What did they do to him for just not hiring him? You mean? Yeah. 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 You think he'd go to Florida? He put that team on the map. He put he put Florida State on the map. Well, I think Bobby Bowden had a little bit to do with that. Do you think? Oh, uh, to put it now, 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 Mr. Adams, I gotta tell you, Bobby Bowden wasn't out there playing. Dion made made it happen. Come on now, let's keep it real. No, but he he recruited other Dion's. I'll tell you this about Dion Sanders. Where they at? Where they at? He would blow. He would blow. He would blow Florida off the map. He would do that. Well, okay, so I would hire. Okay, would, well, I would, them, I would do Deion Sanders. So over that reprobate Urban Meyer. 
Well, he's a reprobate. That's the only time I'm going to agree with you. That's all I'm going to agree with you. But let me ask you one uh, more question. Doug, but Urban Meyer's a guaranteed champion. Uh, Prime is not. He, he's a guaranteed documentary 15 years he's from now, too. He's a guaranteed recruiter. He's a guaranteed recruiter. He's going to recruit your people to get you down. That's right. He's going to get That's right. Dion would win so at Florida, what? boy. Uh, he would. I think John Adams scared a Dion Sanders. I think he's scared of him. Yeah, I'm you. not scared of Dion. I I remember interviewing him when he was a freshman at Florida State. Boom. Hey, you might have interviewed a, him, but you still got a little hate in your heart for him. Cause no, I never hated no, Dion. No, he does not hate him. No, we've talked off push, the air many times. Him. Look, if I were Florida, if I were Florida, and and I could get if I called up Dion, yeah, today, yeah, and said, hey, Dion. Uh, would you come down here and coach? And he yeah. said, yeah. I'd call Billy Napier. Uh, first, I'd, first you, you got to round up a little cash. Yeah. And then I'd call Billy Napier and say, hey, coach, thanks for everything you did, whatever it was. And uh, we'll thanks see you later. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for yeah. the memories and thanks for making a, the next coach an easy act to follow. So yeah. He doesn't dislike him that much there, uh, Florida. I understand that, Tony B. But let me tell you one more thing. Brad brought something to my attention that I've been listening to you now for about three, four years, and you had me going on a rap battle with that bum-ass Andy, and I ain't heard from him since. What happened to him? Is he sick or something? Andy, is, um, Andy signed a record contract with uh, Death Row Records. They brought, uh, no, their, Snoop, brought that. Snoop. They brought that label back with Suge Knight. Snoop, they're, Dog. They're re- Snoop Dogg would not hire Andy, brother. No, they revamped that label, and <laughs> uh, Andy's back now. And Andy's transitioning to word poetry. And uh, I hope you have a great day. You're out of here. Hey, get Andy's. You keep Andy's name out of your mouth, man. Good gosh. Well, I I think you that know? was one of the show's finest moments. When Florida and, and uh, rapper Andy we'll, went head to head, what we need to do is come down here one week and for charity, charge admission, and have a wrap off between those two stooges. That would be without wow. a doubt. Without, wow, that would that would be uh, gosh, I'd without pay. a doubt, absolutely incredible. So, John, am I taking tomorrow? What's your of all those plays on the board tomorrow? Which one's your favorite? Which one's your favorite sports bet? Look at that. Alabama is two and a half. This is an old. This is an old line. Okay. That's an even. That's even. You're what, just what's talk, your, talking what's your about best, all the games. Yeah. What's your game, favorite game tomorrow? A game I really like yeah. is. Uh, is LSU against Missouri? Yeah, and six points. My, yeah, I mean, I like what Missouri's doing. Right. I love what their fan base has suddenly said. Hey, you know, we're we're in the SEC. We've been here for ten years right. or whatever. Maybe we ought to act like it for go, a change. Go get some players. Yeah, let's have a let's let's get excited about a game and fill up that uh, yeah. open end of the stadium up there on the hill. And they yes. did that. Against Kansas State of all teams, won the game. Right, they're going to be able to score on LSU. Right, but I really think the absolute best bet of the weekend. Right, is the over 
in LSU and Missouri. All right. So we're going to play the over in the LSU-Missouri matchup. What's what's the line on that? Let me find it here. And uh, I, I tell you what, that's what my guys call buying low because the world is off LSU right now because of the way they've looked. Of course. It, but you like the over, the Cook kid, and what they're doing. The over in that game tomorrow, if you want to play both the Tigers and the Tigers, is 65-and-a-half in that football game. That's a 78-point game. 65-and-a-half. It is a noon start, up on the carpet, dry field, dry track in Missouri. I mean, LSU is scoring in the 40s. Do it. And they're scoring, and Missouri's scoring in the 30s. Do it. 75-point game, the great John Adams just called it. That makes total sense to me. And uh, and what I did there is I logged right on the Zen Sports. I pulled that thing up with the greatest of ease. And the bottom line is Zen Sports offers real cash rewards for you. A welcome bonus when you use the promo code TNTONY, 5% cash back on every bet you place for the first 15 days, and then up to 3% cash back on all your bets. After that, with their loyalty rewards program, they load that cash into your account. First of the month, you get up, you see the cash air, boom. Uh, The bottom line is, what are you waiting on? Make the switch today. It's week six of college football, week five of the NFL your wallet's going to thank you later. Gambling problem, 800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. 21 and over in the state of Tennessee to bet. And we're live at Calhoun's on the River where we wrap it up on the other side after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-922. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and 
Custom Body Fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7, and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Save-A-Lot Food, serving Columbia since 1994, is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals, and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. It is that time of day. I got our favorite grocer on the line. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You always have some amazing deals. So what do you got for us this week coming up? 
Well, this week we have New York strip steaks, five ninety nine a pound. Assorted pork chops, a dollar seventy nine a pound. Green cabbage, fifty nine cents a pound. Niagara twenty four pack water, three for ten. And Coca Cola six packs, three for ten. But I also wanted to mention we have our truckload sale October twelfth to the fourteenth. But I'll go into those details next week when I talk to you guys. But I just wanted to put that out there. Oh man, fantastic! Thank you, and we appreciate you giving us a little heads up there. And again, you guys are located right there in West Seventh. You're open seven days a week. Your hours are. 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Got a great stock of uh, stuff in there. It's a great specials, fantastic staff. And uh, and as always, Miles, we appreciate you talking to us. And uh, I'll call you again next week, and we'll find out about that truckload sale. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. So we will do a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime because the, the custom here is we take the calls as we get them. So let's get young Zakai in here, who's up next with us in the hunt and in the mix. Zakai, welcome in on the patio here. Calhoun's on the river. It's an outstanding day to be alive and well. Hey, how you doing, Tony? Hey. Tell John how old you are with those pipes. I'm 18. Listen to his voice, John. I thought 47. Missed it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm 18, but um, I have few You sound like Isaac Hayes, man. You sound like Isaac Hayes. Checking for love. You, you look it up. You look up Isaac Hayes, and you come yeah, back I'll, to I'll me next week. Up. You'll laugh at that. You'll laugh. You'll like the it's comp. Not. Trust me. All right. Well, um, I was I was hearing you this week talking about the... Uh, the Texas A Texas A and Alabama game, and um, you know, I had a few thoughts on that because you you were debating on which one's which result is better. And so, yes, I mean, to me, to me, I mean, it's not really a matter of really who wins. It's just the the type of game it is. The type of game I'm hoping for is just a, like a, a pretty much an all out brawl because this is a pretty this is pretty much Texas A and M. If you're going to be real, it's pretty much their Super Bowl. This is their season defining game. And so they're going to use all their emotional energy, all their physical energy towards this game, win or lose. And then they got to come into the next week with the crowd bearing down on them. So I believe, I don't know if you would agree, but I believe it's not really a matter of the result. It's a matter of what type of game it is. Because if it's a blowout, there's The tenor of the game. Johnny makes a great point, doesn't he? The tenor of the game. Yeah, and I think it will be the kind of game he's describing. It's going to be a very physical game. Both teams are really good yep. in the defensive line. Uh, I Again, though, I really think if A&M loses that game, yeah. its season in some ways is over. This is a defining game for A&M, yep. and if it doesn't win that game, it will be deflated against Tennessee. I'm not saying it still couldn't beat Tennessee because I think it has a better roster, but I think if it loses that game, it will be totally deflated. In, in old school wrestling, they would call this game Zakai no holds barred tomorrow. No holds yeah. barred. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because, like, if I was any like, person, like, if I was any player, I guess, and I had to play Alabama, and, you know, I'm using all my, pretty much, pretty much all the energy I got towards yep. this team, and I somehow lose, yep. that, is, that is deflating. And then I got to go into Neal and next week with the crowd on top of me and a pretty I mean pretty talented team so that's what I was thinking that's kind of my thought process when it comes to that 
Well, I'm, I'm going to praise John here in a second. But... This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.